When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Bulletin. Well, Ben Strang is on the Bulletin this morning, and uh, I know Ben, for a fact, has uh, got uh, a lot of opinions and thoughts about uh, New Zealand cricket. Why? Because he loves the game. And I would imagine that makes him uh, a little bit disappointed in what's happening in the last uh, 10 days or so. Ben, good morning to you. Uh, where do you want to start, Dunedin or Dhaka? Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Uh, yeah, tough, tough 10 days. Um, should we start in Dunedin, which there's been a bit of a, a shambles, if I'm being honest, because, uh, I mean, I think we talked last week about the improvements that we've seen from some of the, the lesser teams in women's cricket around the world in recent times, talking about Sri Lanka, talking about Pakistan. But did, uh, you know... Did we expect that Pakistan was come up, going to come over here? And uh, it doesn't appear that they've had any trouble whatsoever beating New Zealand in these first two games. First time they've ever beaten them, um, won the series. It, it has all looked a little bit too easy for them. So I, I think there are pretty concerning signs from, from the White Ferns at the moment. Well, there is for me because uh, when I look at situations like yesterday... I look for development in other players because finally they get an opportunity to, to win games uh, without the superstars um, because we're in trouble. And then you look at the players that come out, the Maddie Greens, your, uh, you know, your Georgia Plumbers, um, you know, your Hannah Rose, and you think to yourself, uh, here's an opportunity now to gain confidence, belief in your own ability, etc. Doesn't seem to be happening, and that to me is as much a concern going forward as for now. Absolutely, and and that's because it feels like we, uh, you know, New Zealand still has to rely on the same uh, big three or so. You know, if Susie Bates, Amelia Kerr, or Sophie Devine doesn't do it, who's going to actually step up? And we've seen no evidence thus far that there is somebody to step up. Um, the the development of yeah, you know, women's cricket in New Zealand, we, we do hear a lot about these players and we get to see them a lot more through, um, you know, the, the development of the Super Smash and, and all this sort of stuff. But, but we're not yet seeing them step up on the international stage. I, I think, you know, the likes of someone like Fran Jonas with the ball is, is starting to step up and, and look really good. Um, you know, the, the spin bowlers, that sort of thing. But the, I think it's the batting that's a concern. I don't see players coming through who are going to take New Zealand to the next level, who are going to... You know, Susie Bates and Sophie Devine aren't going to be around forever. Uh, Amelia Kerr, yes, she'll be, she'll be here for another decade or so, but, uh, but who else is coming through? This is, this is, um, it, it's the same question that 
has to be asked about the black caps and their bowling stops uh, stocks. Who's coming through? Like, I, I just don't see who it is that's going to come through and potentially be a world-class talent. That, and that's the biggest concern, I think. Yeah, and I, I look at also, and in terms of the women's, and I'll just stand there for a second, but uh, I, I, I look at our top players, only two or three of them get regular chances in uh, overseas competitions. Um, I, I think that for perhaps those that in the latter years, Sophie Devines or Susie Bates, it's a chance to cash on, cash in on careers where they made not much throughout the early stages or the bulk of it actually. So I don't blame them uh, in that regard, but I need to know that when uh, they come back to play for our team, that you know, especially in Devine's case, where she is the captain, the out and out leader of the side. That you know, I need to know that you know, 100% of Sophie Devine is going into that, um, and I, I just hope that's the case. And I also look, I go deeper than that. Um, we thought that Ben Sawyer was a great appointment. Has he been a great appointment? I mean, how do you gauge the uh, the effectiveness of a coach? Is it wins? Is it losses? Is it development? I mean, I'm not quite sure. Um, we can point to Ben Sawyer and say this, we've gone forward in many of those areas. Yeah, uh, uh, for me what I am looking for in the coach is to, um, I think their job is to try to create a greater whole out of you know, a, a lesser sum of the parts, you know what I mean? Like to, to, to mm. get more out of the group than you would have expected. Uh, and, and that means that the players who aren't world class are still putting in performances that are, are worthy and, and uh, you know, that you see smart play, smart cricket, um, I don't see those things at the moment. Um, I, I think Sophie Devine and, and Susie Bates, the, the players coming back from, from the Big Bash and that sort of thing, I think they are absolutely committed. I mean, they've, they've played for so long for, for their country um, and it is fantastic that they're getting opportunities abroad. I think they are committed but it must be tiring um, to to be that senior player, to have been the senior player and the best players for so long, and to, quite frankly, not feel like you're being pushed for your place, not not feel like you're being pushed by the players coming through. And I think that's the the reality of what's happening with our women's cricket team is that Sophie Devine and Susie Bates, they can play for the White Ferns as long as they like at this point. I don't see anybody coming in to kick them out of the team uh, and, and take over from those roles. And that is crucial when you've got a national side, is to have the best players being pushed for their places. It makes everybody better. That's not happening. Um, so I think that's a concern. And I think, yeah, I, I just don't think Ben Sawyer has got the most out of some of the the players in the squad. And so they're not performing better than the sum of their parts, which um, a team like Pakistan at the moment do seem to be doing. Um, you, know, you can see the work that they've done with their fielding, um, with their plans. It, it, it's, it's absolutely tangible and you can see it on the field. I don't see that with the white fans. Yeah, um, I look at um, some of the scores in the Halley Burton Johnson, which is our only chance. It's our only chance to produce players um, because we don't appear to have too many uh, extensive tours for A teams in the women's game and um, Colts teams or junior teams, etc. Um, and I, I just wonder, um, anyway, going forward, but we'll change, um, change tack and, and go uh, to the Black Caps against Bangladesh because 
This, to me, is a very important test match starting the, uh, this afternoon uh, in terms of our summer. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, when we talked last week, we talked about how important it was that New Zealand play well, particularly for the for their Test Championship hopes. Um, to to get away wins is is massive, um, and they looked <coughs> sorry, they looked uh, yeah, not not good, pretty poor in the first match. And and this young Bangladesh team who it, you know appeared that we could take advantage of and and get off to a good start. Uh, they played played pretty fearless cricket. Um, they played better cricket. They understood their conditions better. Um, I I felt that some of the selections from New Zealand were pretty strange. Uh, like <laughs> it's one of those things dating back a long time. I completely understand loyalty to players and and how coaches want to build that within a group and and for players to understand their place. But if you're if you've got a player like Rachin Ravindra who's just exploded onto the scene at the World Cup in difficult conditions, you put him in the test squad and then don't play him, I, I find that, frankly, bizarre. I just don't understand how you make that decision. He has to have a place in the team. I would be, I'll be bitterly disappointed if he doesn't play in the second test match. Um, and I understand that, again, the loyalty, uh, somebody like Henry Nichols. I understand that he scored 200 in his previous test match. But if you you know go through the numbers, uh, in India he's averaged 13.16 in test matches. In Pakistan, 17.66. Um, this is a guy who's done all of his damage on home soil in New Zealand and has barely fired a shot anywhere other than the UAE where they build roads. Um, so, so how can you not give someone else a chance? I just... I think there needs to be more nuance, I guess, to the selection from New Zealand. And it would be a good place to start to do it in this test match because in some ways I feel like there's nothing to lose. I mean, we we already lost the first match. The best you can do is tie the series. So for the World Test Championship, there's nothing to lose in this game. Uh, You may as well blood some players. But, but yes, looking forward to the the home summer... um, and, and deeper into the future, it's the it's the same point. I think we want to see some some new players. We want to see what's coming through because these guys that are in the squad they can't play forever. They can't play forever, uh, you know. And it, it, it goes with um, the women's team as well. Maybe we're at a crossroads where they could both perhaps compare notes. Uh, I spoke to uh, Tohu Harris this morning. What a great uh, news that is, and he was fully committed to uh, re-signing for the Warriors till uh, 2025. Yeah, I was listening to your interview with him and he, it, it, he sounded very passionate, didn't he, about, about the team and about the project and that's exactly what you want to hear from one of your best players. There was a couple of things I thought were particularly interesting from your chat with him is, um, you know, from the outside looking in, we would probably say uh, his consistency has been one of the the biggest things for the Warriors in the past season, how how good he was every single night. And he came out and said he feels like his consistency wasn't there. Um, He needs to to build his fitness. He wants to be more consistent. That is such a great sign if you're a a Warriors fan to know that Torhu Harris uh, wants to be more consistent and, um, you know, basically consistently putting the opposition under the pump. That is wonderful news. Um, And the other thing I found... A little surprising from that was when he said that 
uh, he'll, he'll be taking sort of more of a leadership role with some of the young guys coming through this year and has been asked to. I, I would have thought that that was already happening. Um, mm. So that's also a good sign because, um, you know, obviously uh, Andrew Webster's asked for that to happen and for him to bring a few people under his wing. Um, like I say, very surprised that that wasn't happening already. But if it is mm. about to happen, that's a really good thing for the Warriors as well because some of these young guys coming through seem to be really talented. And if they do have Toru Harris as a real official mentor now, that's going to be a really good thing. And uh, on the back of what we've seen with uh, Stacey Jones, I'm looking to perhaps 2026, 2027, 2028. Tohu Harris still have some involvement perhaps uh, with the Warriors going forward as well in a mentor coaching type role. Hey, Ben Strang, uh, all eyes on the toss this afternoon. Uh, hopefully New Zealand win the toss, do what they want to do, but hopefully they pick the right 11. Cheers, mate. Thanks for your time. Uh, thanks very much. Looking forward to the, to the game. Yeah, cheers, me too. Uh, ben Strang there uh, with us as part of the bulletin this morning. Uh, we'll have uh, just a little sneaky peek at uh, the odds for that test match, which is starting to even up a wee bit, um, and uh, one or two other measures uh, coming out of the TAB as well.